Welcome to the Why Did I Get Cancer podcast. I'm Deborah Herlax Enos, a small town girl turned TV nutritionist and healthy living expert. I design health programs for the average guy or gal, including those average guys named Metallica. On September 1st, 2020, I was diagnosed with breast cancer. I asked every oncologist the same question, why did I get cancer? But none of my doctors had good answers for me. I wanted answers and that's why I started this podcast. I wanna help you to lower your cancer risk and provide self-care tips for those in the battle. I'm getting answers and I wanna share them with you. What did I take away from today's episode with my husband? that people really want to help, but sometimes they just don't know what to do. And it is okay as the person needing the help to just say, hey, here's how I need help today. People don't mind being directed. And when they help you, you get blessed and they get blessed right back. Absolutely. First, I would say do everything you can to avoid cancer. That's a good takeaway, (laughs) honey. (laughs) Hence the mission of your podcast. A couple of things. The first is ask, what what can I do to support you? How can I help you today? And be specific and intentional about that. And the other thing I would say is to seek support and, and help for yourself. I didn't do a very good job of that at first. And I realized the importance of having that community. And for me, it was some of my close guy friends and and pastor to come alongside me, I could share with and and gain support and and strength from. Okay. I am nervous. (laughs) I am nervous because I'm- You're the speaker. I'm not a speaker. (laughs) I should be the one that's nervous. I'm interviewing my my bestie today. my husband about cancer and supporting me during this crazy cancer season. And um, I just don't think we hear from the spouses and the loved ones as much as we should, because they really do need to be supported. And um, you really went on this crazy journey with me. I certainly did. So I'll start with when you heard the words that I had cancer, and I dropped the phone and you picked it up and started talking to the oncologist, where did your thoughts go? Well, it was sort of off to the races. Um, it's certainly something that neither one of us anticipated. Um, so it, it, it was definitely an ambush. My first thoughts were, am I going to lose my wife? I think after that, it was seeing your reaction, you know, what do I do now? Yeah. You know, because I'm, you know, I'm an action figure, you know, and there's, there's a problem presents itself. I'm all about jumping into it and fixing it, um, <laughs> whether I'm qualified or not. So my mind went to this place of, okay, well, how do we, how do we defeat this? And what do I need to do for you? And that's where I really got lost, frankly, because I wasn't prepared to answer that question. And I didn't really know how to support you. I think it's, it's really tough when your person, you know, the person you count on spending the rest of your life with and that you really love and care for is just distraught and 
you know, they're just, they're just, they're just weren't answers and, um, and just totally caught off guard. Just, um, so I was kind of in this place of, gosh, where do we even begin to tackle this? You know, what, what do we do from here? Um, I just knew I needed to be there to support you and to give you encouragement to assure you that we're in this together and it's going to be okay. All in the wild background, just thinking, God, I hope that's true. Yeah, I, I know um, I was a bit of a train wreck for a while because part of cancer that I think or any any disease you get diagnosed with, you know, it's not as if you get a diagnosis on Monday and on Tuesday you have a plan. Because mm-hmm. I think as humans, I'll speak for myself, when there's a plan, I'm peaceful. When there's a plan... I'm comfortable because it's routine and there was no plan for a while. And it even took, gosh, probably seven or eight days before somebody finally said, you're not going to die from this. Yeah. That, that unknown was really challenging and I'm a plan guy too. I'm engineer by education, military background, and you always have a plan. And you have a plan B and you have a plan C and you have a map and you, you have a path forward. You, you know your objective and the way to get there. And this was kind of like getting dropped into a, a cave and it's pitch black. You have no idea where you're at. You have no idea how to get out of there and no flashlight. Yeah. That's what it felt like for sure. Yeah, it felt completely in the dark. Not hopeless, because we, we had hope, and that's what grounded us. Mm-hmm. Um, but did, did have a feeling of helplessness in the beginning. And I think in that hopelessness, for me anyway, that's when I get lost in asking why. Mm-hmm. And there's just no fruit in asking why. Why, God? Why did this happen? Why, 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 why? Even though that's the name of the podcast. But there's no fruit in it because you get lost in a lot of negativity. Did you, did you feel lost? At, at first I did, um, because I, did, I didn't under, again, um, had no anticipation of, yeah. of this coming our way, let alone your way. And so I, I just, you know, was unprepared for this and it was just a complete ambush and uh, just, you know, took us both to our knees just in a moment. Yeah, I, I would say I, I, I did feel lost. I think it, it's, I, I kind of liken it like a hand grenade going off in front of you. And, you know, there's just, you've got a sound concussion, there's smoke and everything. You don't know which end is up. Um, and when the smoke finally started to clear a little bit, um, one thing was apparent to me, and that was that we really needed to be in this together mm-hmm. to help each other. And it was going to be a journey. It was going to be a journey to uh, find answers. It was going to be a journey to seek solutions. And it was, it was imperative that we were 100% together 
and that we encouraged each other um, when we needed it. From the beginning, we, we knew too there were going to be times when this is going to be emotional, and it still is. And I think that's okay to, to recognize that. That's from our, our frailty comes strength. Well said. And yeah, I was, I felt very frail um, for a long time. Um, and I, I don't like, nobody likes to feel frail. And in my frailty, I felt a lack of confidence. Hope and faith was, you know, there, but I felt, felt frail. But still, if you asked me, would you rather have cancer or be the one supporting somebody who had cancer? I'd still take cancer. I, I don't know that I could have supported you. I think I would have just been so lost and so scared. and just all the emotions. Well, <clears throat> if we've learned one thing, being married to each other and, and, and really treating each other as best friends and you know, partners, and that is, is that we have to be honest with ourselves and honest with each other. I initially felt like a failure, and I mean, in a moment, and I, I've, I've never felt that way before. Now, have I failed? Yes, of course I have, but um, it wasn't without trying, and it wasn't without, you know, some level of optimism going into the challenge. Um, but this one, I just had no place to even start and even start to be a support. I wasn't even sure what to say um, in those initial moments. But we were honest with each other. We were. And I think we were honest with ourselves. I certainly had no other place to go. And I knew it was important to admit that to you because that's ground zero is where you, where you start building from. Yeah. And uh, we wanted to make sure that we were solid together and that our faith was solid and, you know, hope is, is, is the evidence of things unseen. And that's where we started. Yes. We had amazing support from family, friends, friends who are like family, who dropped off meals and flowers and offered rides to the hospital and, and all of those things. And... That made me feel so loved. It, it helped me with my confidence that, you know, I could really walk out, walk through this season with my head held high. But one thing we realized, and I'll just share candidly with everybody, that we did great through cancer. And then once I was cancer-free, we had the fight of our lives. Like we had the biggest argument, I think. It was epic. I don't even know what it was about. But we we did see somebody. We saw a counselor, and she said, "Who was supporting you, Steve?" So who was supporting you during our cancer yeah, journey? That's that's a really good point because <clears throat> I don't think I ever really realized the importance of that, mm -hmm. or or really went for it. I certainly shared with you know my. My friends, you know, hey, my wife is going through this. Um, you know, this is really challenging. But what sort of deep dive into my community and, you know, was I seeking help from? I, I don't know, <laughs> you know, if that's just a guy thing. Mm -hmm. You know, we're just head down, horns up. And, um, you know, you just, 
you just kind of don't really acknowledge the the full scope of of your emotions and your pain. Um, I just knew that I had to get you through this, and you know, so that was my attachment mm-hmm. um, to the exit strategy and and the strategy getting through it was just seeing you get through it and get to the other side. And I think we both had just a lot of bottled up pressure from everything. And, and it just, it just took a cap to set it off. Yeah. But we recovered pretty quickly. So (laughs) (laughs) we're still married, everybody, (laughs) but it was, it was, yeah, a little bit rough, but I think that's one of the things about cancer or again, any diagnosis, I never thought about support for family and spouse and kids. I, and I remember telling the kids, which was, and my mom, which was like the, just the worst days ever <sighs> telling people. Yeah. Yeah. And I think where do those emotions go? I mean, tough. My, yeah. Tough. tough to say. Really tough conversation. Well, we talk about how important community is all the time, and and it, it, it certainly is. But being vulnerable and and really telling your peeps, your community, hey, I'm I'm hurting. This is hard for me. You know, you gotta, you just can't, you just can't fake it till you make it in in these situations, you know, and. And, you know, out of your frailty comes strength. Well, out of vulnerability, you know, comes real power. You know, the power of your friends and your community and your family to really step up. And there's a lot of definition around love. Mm -hmm. But love in action is, to me, the most tangible thing at a time like this. You know, it's, it's what you need. You need love in action. You need your, you need support at a, at a deep level. And you need to be able to, even if it's just to be able, if it's just to vent, Venting you know, and, and share, share your pain. Mm-hmm. Um, I, I think sometimes I didn't really take that deeper dive with some of my buddies because you know, hey, I was I was right there in the in the thick of it with you, and I didn't have answers, and sometimes didn't know what to say. So, how could I expect those guys to know what to say? But I've also learned that that isn't necessarily a solution. Having the right thing to say, it's just to be present. So, giving people an opportunity to support you is what you're saying, basically. Yeah, right? yeah. yeah. Let them yeah. let them love you, even if it's in silence. Yeah. Yeah. It's still very powerful. It is. So, in looking back on that cancer season, what would you have done differently? That's a question definitely worth Hmm. contemplating. I think, well, I'd like to, I'd like to think that my reaction could have been more positive from the start. <laughs> um, and and my, my support for you would have been just immediate and hopeful. I think, I think hope is what really gets us through these dark valleys. 
But <clears throat> I think that I probably would have, um, I probably would have identified a couple of my closest friends, probably our pastor, who is also a, a close friend. And I would have identified the need. Hey, I'm 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 going to need you guys to be available for me, and uh, we're going to have some conversations that are going to be really challenging for me. And I'm not necessarily expecting solutions from you, but um, I'm just going to need you to be there. I, I need a wingman. I need somebody that can just be there for me and help me see this through. And and um, you know, especially the relationship co- coaching. That you know, another um, good friend who's you know got a great marriage. Um, certainly, you know, Pastor Steve is just an excellent man, and um, also has a he and Cheryl have a great marriage, and and just just giving getting that reassurance, you know, as we're walking through the valley that um, hey, we're just you know we're together on this. You and I, um, we've got great support. And, you know, no matter what, you know, we're, we're going to be okay. And no matter the outcome, that's right. you know, we're in it together and, and we always will be. We always will be. One thing that I, I think helped you <laughs> with me is that I, I coached you on how to coach me. Mm-hmm. Because you were lost in, you know... You're army dude. So you need a solution and you storm the hill and, you know, you, that's you, but you couldn't fix me. Right. And during that time, especially those first few weeks when there was no plan, it was rough. And so I would just say something along the lines of the best way you can support me today is you make dinner. Mm -hmm. The best way you can support me today is for you to, go get me flowers or whatever, you know, because you needed to be doing something Mm -hmm. and I didn't want to talk. And I think it's absolutely okay to say, this is how I need you to coach me today. This is how I need you to be with me today. And you know what? One thing I can guarantee is tomorrow my needs will be different. Yeah. And just tell people what we need. Mm -hmm. That was super helpful for me. I mean, just so helpful because you're right. I, you know, my, my mode was, you know, lock and load, guns blazing, get after this thing. And sometimes you just needed to hold hands with me on the couch um, or go for a walk. And that wouldn't have been my first plan, you know, my first line of attack. You know, I want to get after this thing. And so that was really helpful. Yeah, that really helped me a lot. Makes a big difference. Not just to my ability to to meet you where you were at and meet your needs at that specific time, but it also kind of got my head in a place where okay, it isn't all about just guns blazing and going after this thing. It's it's about self care and nurturing mm-hmm. my wife and our relationship and just spending tender time together and helping in ways that I. May not have may not have helped in before. Yeah, right. It just as it wasn't my lens at the time. It wasn't. Yes, and I I'm not somebody who is a receiver. I'm a giver. 
And that was one of the hardest ones for me is I had to receive flowers. I mean, I know this is silly, but it's flowers coming to the door, somebody dropping off food, um, cards and notes and phone calls. And I'd much rather be the person doing all that versus receiving. And um, that was a really good lesson for me that when you receive a gift from somebody, you get blessed and they get blessed because right. people want to help. Well, I think love and action is a door that swings both ways. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Giver and receiver. Yeah. And I think for it to work effectively, it has to be that. It really way. does. You can't just be the giver and you certainly just can't always be the receiver. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it does go both ways. What sort of advice would you give a family member whose loved one maybe was recently diagnosed with something? I would say, first of all, know that you are more than your emotions. Oh, that's good. And get your head wrapped around positive thoughts. Mm-hmm. Um, don't let your emotions rule the day. That is so good. Um, yeah. There is, there's so much science out there and there is... There is so much available to combat cancer and, and, you know, all these diseases and stuff that there really is a lot of reason to have hope and, and positivity. Mm-hmm. And we know that, you know, your, your actions and probably you could even say your outcome is, is going to be heavily influenced by your most dominant thoughts. Mm-hmm. Good. And if your most dominant thoughts are, wow, this thing, I'm going to die from this thing. Well, mm-hmm. you know what? Y- your, your chances of doing just that may have gone way up. You know, in World War II, they had a rash of soldiers that were dying from um, really injuries that they never should have died from. Mm-hmm. And they didn't, they didn't really know how to medically diagnose it, and they just called it give up-itis. Wow. This and is yeah, World War II. Yeah, World War II. Oh my gosh. And uh, so attitude is really so important. Boy. And it? just just maintaining, you know, a faith mm-hmm. um, that, you know, there's there's something bigger than all of us. And, you know, we, we believe in, in God and that he, he's for us. You know, he's the he's not against us, you know, or for you, if it's, you know, the universe, it's, you know, the universe isn't against you, um, you know, and so you, you need to be your own advocate immediately and just just know that um, there's a lot of reason to be hopeful and just, and just hold on to that, mm-hmm. hold on to that and really project that because it, your partner needs it. You know, there were times when I was down and you were up and you brought me up. And there were times you were down and I was up and I pulled you up. Yeah. We want to be that rising tide that lifts all boats. Oh, that's really good. I would say this season brought us closer together. Well, as the saying goes, what doesn't kill you makes you stronger, right? That's really true. (laughs) That's really true. Yeah. And it did. In in ways that, you know, I, I don't think that. Um, could have brought us closer without going through something like this. You know, it's just, um, it'd be like going through battle with a fellow soldier. It's just a bond that just strengthens you and, and um, 
you know, something that's just so deep. And it was for us. We were very vulnerable with each other. We were. And, you know, the thought of losing you, um, you know, the love of my life was just, it was terrifying. And, you know, I was resolved. I think we both were after that, that we're just going to live every day that much more to its fullest. And I will say, and I completely agree with you, that our life is really different now. We don't say no to things, but I will say that um, we say yes to more fun, more goofiness, you know, let's watch the funny movie. Let's not keep the news on, but we say no to things that don't serve us, meaning, you know, maybe there's, maybe it's time to take a look at friendships and maybe it's time to, you know, I always say I... People are like elevators. They either take you up and they take or they take you down. And everybody in my life right now is an elevator and they are taking me up to the penthouse. And it's amazing. They really lift me up. But I, yeah. I think that, it, you know, when you have a life event like that, it does make you take stock. It really does. Yeah. yeah. And if, if, it's, if somebody is um, not taking you up, it, it could just be that it's not a good fit for them either. Right. So, so just tell the yeah, truth. Exactly. Hey, this isn't such a great fit. Yeah. And um, I will say that one thing we have really learned in the last two years of this journey is to just tell the truth. Mm. It saves so much time and so much heartache. And potentially a lot of long-term pain. A lot of long-term yeah. pains. Might hurt initially. Right. <laughs> but right. tell the truth. But it's always, it's always the best policy. It is. It's, it's, it's where you can really build from. Yeah. I remember there were a couple of times where you say, how are you doing? And I'd lie, I'm great, I'm feeling good. But inside, the truth was, I'm really scared. Yeah. I'm really scared of this next surgery. I'm really scared that my, I'm not going to get clean margins. Mm-hmm. And so we really did learn to truth tell in that season. Yeah. yeah. It was helpful. It was helpful. Okay, bestie, thanks for, thanks for coming on <laughs> this podcast and telling your telling about your journey. I think that caregivers, we don't, we don't support our caregivers as much as we need to. Well, and I think caregivers sometimes just really don't know what their role is, that is or true. how to how to affect their role, how to how to execute. Yeah. Great. But it's important. Um, yeah. Right. They need so just important. as much support as the person who's actually, in fact, they probably need more support because my focus was on getting this cancer out of my body. Mm-hmm. And so I was very one, one focused. And I'm sure your focus was 50 things. Well, the rest of our world went on. Right. right? So, right. Um, yeah, just trying working. to keep all those balls right. in you the were, air. Right. You were cooking. Mm-hmm. As best you could. <laughs> yeah, I didn't think you could burn water. But. <laughs> oh, well, thanks, Eddie, for coming on the show. I know this will be such a blessing. And you are just full of wisdom. I'm, I'm loving it. Well, thank you. I love you very much. I love my cell phone. 
I love my AirPods, I admit it. But what I don't love is the radiation and electromagnetic frequencies that are coming out of both of those things. So all of a sudden, I got this ad on Instagram about this product called WaveBlock. Honestly, it seemed too good to be true. So I called the owner, his name is Ben, and we had an amazing conversation about this product he created basically to protect his kids from EMFs that were coming out of cell phones and headphones and you name it. He explained the whole process to me, how he took it to Europe to get it tested and how it really can block the EMFs that are coming out of our devices. So I've got a great coupon code for all of our listeners today. Go to the WaveBlock website. It's in today's show notes. Use the code ENOS20 and you can get 20% off of his products. Two of the products that I'm currently using are his wraparound WaveBlock for my AirPods and then I I also just got a new cell phone and he has a sticker that can go on the back of the cell phone that is also going to help to knock down the EMFs. It just gives me a little bit more comfort, I think, with using these items. Go to today's show notes to get your 20% off coupon for WaveBlock. Thank you for joining me today on the Why Did I Get Cancer podcast. I've got my shopping guide for all of my cancer self-care items in the show notes, along with information about today's guest and our show sponsors. And don't forget to subscribe to my podcast so you never miss an episode. Keep in mind, I'm not a doctor. I'm just a gal that got diagnosed with cancer and wanted answers. If you need medical advice, please be sure to consult with a medical professional. And thank you for listening.